Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. everybody on this hopefully beautiful uh, Saturday as we're taping on the most I love this day romantic romantic day I don't even care just a love day let's just put it yeah, that way just true. love, love so day. whether you're with someone or not with someone who cares it's a love day so <laughs> we are going to feel the love baby on our, we're taping on Thursday Valentine's Day although you're listening on Saturday the 16th but we uh, we're doing it, and we're all um, Lynn. You have no red on. I know, but yet, yeah. Oh, because you'll be there tonight. Yes, okay, correct. All right. And see, I won't be home, so I had to get decked from the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, here we go. So, well, what's um, happening with you, Lynn? I, I had a wonderful surprise when I got home last night. Patrick went out with um, his friend, Mr. Arnie Flam. Flam Dr. Flam. Arnie Flam, or, I should as say. I call him, Flam yes. Flam. And uh, he bought two Valentine's Day cards and a single red rose with some baby spread. Uh-huh. So I just have to say congratulations to him. That was very good. So you he wanted me to open it yesterday when the I card. came home. Everything. Oh. I said, no, I'm not doing that. Because he's, he's like that. As That's how I am. Just it's an air sign quality. Stand it. <laughs> Me either. He, if you have a gift or a card, you must open it. I uh-huh. said, no, I'm not. I'm not doing it till this morning. So I did. And it was really two very lovely cards that he obviously took some time to think about when he purchased them. So, um, happy Valentine's Day to Patrick A. DiNapoli. The love of your life. Yes. <laughs> Today. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, I love it. That's the way so it works. I sent my this speaking of loves of your life, I sent my boys a happy I always send them a card. Yes. Today my mother loved Valentine's Day. It was her favorite day as it is yes. mine. Yes. And um next to my birthday, of course. Yeah. And which is only ten days apart. But my mother used to give us when we woke up in the morning for breakfast, we would always have a little present to open and a card on our table and hearts and just everything was made very special for little kind of days like this so that's why you grow up that way you think about it either you do the same thing or the exact opposite so i continue that tradition so i always send my boys a thank you um, valentine with some money for for valentine's day and so this morning i texted them a little you know, the, on one of those things you can push for Valentine's Day and it shows a heart or whatever, those yeah, little, yes. whatever they're called. So I sent, I, I was looking through 
which one I wanted to send them, and I sent Sean, this stupid, goofy guy. I don't even know who he is. I accidentally sent <laughs> sent him the text, and it's this goofy guy who's ripping up a heart. Like I, I'm like, oh, why would I ever do? And you'll know who he is if you look at him. He's some okay. character. I don't okay. know. And so I sent them the right one. I'm saying I put in parentheses. Obviously, I didn't mean to say it was an accident with the first one. He's probably thinking this is so not like my mother because it took me a while after he <laughs> to send it. So anyway, um, so yes, I they 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 got their their goodies and Sunday. Tommy's coming in for the weekend from um, San Fran to uh, New York City. Sean's taking the train in from New Haven to the city. And Meyer and I are driving in and we're having dinner in New York Sunday night for a little post-Valentine get-together with my three favorite men. Mm -hmm. And what you said, there was an Italian restaurant that you go to? Well, there was one. We we had gone to one once before. Tommy said there's another, there's that one or another, the same one in another location. And now Sean has found another one that he threw into the mix so we'll see what happens but yes we're going italian Mm -hmm. well that's very nice i remember my mom um one of the things that she loves so much and i i said this when i did the we did the memorial service for her after she passed Mm -hmm. that one of the things she always loved was to make freehand a big monster butter cookie in the shape of a heart and then she would pipe the uh, icing all the way around the side so that it was you know very lovely and then put our names in this in the center with the same icing and we would each have one of those sections of oh you each got one oh i love it i'm saying these were like six to eight inches wide these were big cookies Mm -hmm. so i love cutout cookies well i know and she that was so important with her own hands see i know those things are just so as a matter of fact i'm took out stuff i'm going to make some cookie dough and make some hearts and bring them to my kids on Sunday make well, some cookie nice. hearts because that they're I love sugar cookies so that's because mm-hmm. I said to Sean I, he said, I said Sean we might go to this one restaurant I said I said to Tommy the let when Ann Cadden RN came with us in September to meet Tommy and we he said mom we could go to that restaurant and I said what I don't even remember what I ate Tommy says mom I don't think you were hungry I think you just got a salad so I'm telling Sean this he's like mom what's with you with that I said what do you mean <laughs> he said what do you why wouldn't you what do you mean you, you weren't hungry what do you do i said sean it's not like i'm exactly wasting away i think i can tell you if i'm not hungry i'm not gonna eat a salad jesus and he goes mom anytime you have opportunity to eat you should eat it's like the reverse the rules are reversed all right yeah. but it was too funny i'm like uh yeah i don't think it's gonna matter for one meal sean well uh, now where, uh didn't we go someplace where we had a salad the other night where do we go but Sean has never missed a meal in his, no, in his okay. life, so All that's right. the reason. Like he's mm-hmm. got to eat three and then some every day. Mm-hmm. But what we went to Posh, uh, Posh, which Remember? we talked about. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about going to that. Uh, what's the guy's name, Mrs. Um, what's the name? The guy who's the female impersonator. Oh, Kasha Davis. Kasha, yeah, Kasha Davis. And so it was at Posh. So you and I went there prior to that and and i had the same thing i just didn't feel like eating a whole meal yeah, and that, so and we both had a chef salad that's and what it was i perfect. said i mean i said sean i don't if i just didn't I don't, here's what i said to him and probably not not even that probably i probably was eating snacks on the way to <laughs> <laughs> which is like freedom yes. or something like hello <laughs> let me alone so yeah. um yeah 
So I have to give two shout-outs, Lynn. Okay. One, I went to see our dear friend, Dr. Plucknett, her um, PA, Amanda, yesterday, and she is love her. a delight. Yes. So if anybody is looking for a new um, PA in the gynecological realm, uh, Bar- in Dr. Plucknett's office, again, do not hesitate. Barbara is not one of our guest experts this year, only because she has some work with uh, these. She does a lot of other stuff in in New Jersey and it's on un, she's unable to do it this year she'll be back but um, Barbara of course we always say Lynn and I are she's our dear friend and full disclosure she's our doctor but th- I saw so I saw Amanda for the first time and I absolutely I love the office is great yes. the people were wonderful yep. and everything was yes a-okay That's so um, yeah and she so I just big shout out because she's a delight Amanda I don't know how to say is it Ettinger or something to it's something yeah. like that but yeah. she's wonderful um Mm-hmm. So just a, a plug on that. And then I um, was in our other dear friend, Maggie Kalpin's um, Nibbles and Bits, getting Valentine's for all of my dear friends, including the Dinapolis. <laughs> and um, I was it, there, and this young man was behind the counter at Maggie's, and he said, um, do you love your Volvo? I said, oh, my God, I love it. And he said, um, he said, I work for Ken Pollock. He's the general sales manager. And I said, oh, my God. And here it's Maggie's boyfriend. So I had said, um, I said, Jason, I love my Volvo, and I love dealing with Pollock. And I told him the story that you gave them a big shout-out that they helped you, even though it right. wasn't your their their car. Right. And he said, oh, really? And I said, so anytime I'm there, if I come over, I just talk about Drew, who I love, and Sarah on the phone, and Lisa. And I said, so I'm going to give you a big shout-out tomorrow. And he, and he just was a sweetheart of sweethearts. His name is Jason, Jason Posniak, and he's a doll. I hope I'm saying it correctly. General sales manager at Ken Pollock Volvo. And I just want to say, delightful guy, wonderful Maggie's boyfriend, so we have to love him, Lynn, you know? And um, Big qualifier. It was, it was <laughs> it is a big qualifier. But great guy and so helpful and kind and a true gentleman. So those are my shout out today. Well, I have to do a very special shout out to a little girl that I met for the first time on Sunday. Oh, yes. Eiler, as Patrick yes. in his Brooklyn accent said, remember, Eiler. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> He said, "We're going." He goes, "Laura, did I tell you we're going? Did I tell you we're going to see Eiler?" And Lynn and I looked at him. She goes, "Where did that sneak out? The is it Brooklyn or New yes. Jersey? Brooklyn. The R's just Brooklyn. like rolled right out in Brooklyn. it. Isla, Isla Harper, Annapolis. Beautiful. Yes, she's a little sweetheart. I know, and she's so tiny. I just can't get over the she size of her. She didn't look that tiny though in the in the uh, pictures oh, you sent. She looks like a little baby doll. She, you know? I know. I mean, it's just she's just so tiny, and <clears throat> she rarely opens her eyes. She's still at that point where she's Sweetie. she does open her eyes, but she can't see very much at that age. She yeah. sees well. She's a little things. premature too. Yeah. So that's. Well, technically she's not, but in reality she she is. She is. Yeah. She's not fully cooked. That's what yeah, I fully cooked. She <laughs> not is fully cooked. Oh my god. How but about the picture with great. Pat? Tyler he, oh, he and was Isla. so nervous. You should but have I love seen the him. three generations. That was so he, so nice. Well, I put her in the crook of his arm, yeah. you know, just to, so he'd have all the support right. of that. And he just kept looking at her and um, kept saying, um, "Oh, okay, can I um, give her to somebody now?" And I said, 
Why? Oh, because I'm just so nervous. Oh, can and I give so, her to someone now? So Tyler came in then and sat down next to him and, uh, and picked her up and held her so that he could <clears throat> see her. And he felt much better then that he wasn't holding her. He was just so nervous. He was just so afraid he was going to do something. And he, what's he going to do? He's not going to get up Nothing. with her. Yeah, no. I know. Oh, she is a little dog. But, oh, he just, he loved her. And, the, and you know, I was going to tell you this part because, you know, he gets Mr. Pudley. I know. Things go on. I know. Okay. So, or the flyovers at the games. Yes. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> anything having to do with the military. All right. Or kids. So, in this particular situation um tyler was holding her or jesse was holding her i think and she was sleeping and she had just been fed and she was just very happy and very comfortable and so she was laying there with her her eyes closed and just at peace and so patrick looks over at her and says to tyler he said now if your grandmother was here she would say that she was talking to the angels uh-huh <laughs> And of course, he's saying it while his he's whole bottom jaw is shaking. So he's just—he's really touched by her. He just—he cannot believe that this is his granddaughter. Uh-huh. He still struggles with that, but. Other than that, you know, he he had a great time. It was very tough for him making the drive in and out in one day. It was just sensory overload for yes him. yeah yes. he just couldn't handle all of but it. he did it he did right. and then he says to me you'll love this one as we're driving home he said all right next time we're getting up early in the morning and oh. we're going to leave at nine o'clock and we're going to leave new york at noon so that nobody we won't get in any traffic i said what like he should I care said, he's a, not driving a you're you're, you're not going to get up yeah exactly <laughs> And B, what difference does it make to you? You're not driving. Exactly. Well, I know, but I... You got home late because you were eating late when I called you. That yeah. was about 8 o'clock. That's why it was a pit. Parsippany. Right. So, so yeah. But we, we probably were there for about, I would say, four to five hours. I love it. That will, will, Welcome to the world, yes. Isla Harper DiNapoli. Yeah. And Sweetheart. speaking of other birthdays, big shout out to my sister Barbara, whose birthday was February 11th, and my brother Jimmy was February 12th, and my brother-in-law Ed was February 12th. So happy wow. birthday to all, and um, we're going to take a quick break. <clears throat> You're listening this morning to Laurie and Lynn Show, and we will be right back. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans. I am the um, managing director, I forget my title, of a company called uh, Women of Substance, which is a financial planning firm for baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, which is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We are here doing a little um, call-in. Our dear friend Nancy Hasty, who's in Florida, is on the other line. We also, who is the playwright and actress of a one-woman play that will be presented at the Scranton Cultural Center on Saturday, the 23rd of February at 7 p.m. at Chopland Hall 
Hall, which is the fourth floor. Nancy is going to do this for, we're having, a, we can't wait to see it. It's called The Flight of Jackie Cochran. And Deb Peterson is here as the executive director of the Cultural Center. And I am not only in my capacity of the Laurie and Lynn Show, but also as the president of the Lackawanna County Commission for Women, we and the Cultural Center are co-presenting this play with Nancy. And again, it's going to happen on February 23rd. And Nancy is here to talk to you guys and let you know if you're interested. You call the Cultural Center, 344-1111 for tickets. It's very easy. You can't forget it. 344-1111, $50 a ticket. Starts at 7 and includes a reception immediately following. There is an intermission. And Nancy's going to tell us a little bit about this place. So kind of whet your appetite and hope you come and see it. Nance, how you doing down there in wonderful Florida? Well, it's a little warmer, I think, than up there, Lori. Yes, it is. Where are you, Nance? We're I'm at. in the northern part of Florida. I'm actually in Jackie Cochran's old hometown. Oh, uh, cool. Yes. Neat. Which is how I found out about her. Yeah, tell us the story, Nance. <clears throat> well, I had a friend that said, you know, Amelia Earhart grew up here. And I said, no, she didn't. And she said, yes, she did. And I said, no, she didn't. And she said, well, then it was the other one. <laughs> the other. I didn't know who the other one was, so I Googled her on the spot. And I thought, my word, why haven't I heard of this incredible pilot woman uh, American? And it was the most fascinating journey. I got the rights to a book her family wrote, her niece wrote, um, along with another writer. And I could not believe what this woman lived in her lifetime. It was unbelievable. And what really drew me, as much as I'm impressed and and overwhelmed by all of her attributes, was her personal life. And so going to, researching her was going on a mystery tour because she pretty much lied about everything. (laughs) And and, um, she had a very dark, mysterious past. And I live across the street from one of her playmates' children. I mean, she was born in 1906. So the people that actually knew her are gone, but their children and grandchildren remain and were interviewed for the book. So I've also found out I have family connections with her. But just to say something about her accomplishments, she held, and I think still does, more speed, distance, and altitude records than anyone, male or female, in the history of aviation. Wow. She headed up the WASP in World War II. She also helped Eisenhower become a candidate and to win. She married one of the 10 wealthiest men in the world. Um, He owned RKO Studios and Uranium Mines and Bonwit Teller. I mean, he just, the Atlas Corporation. So, but she grew up barefoot wearing a flower sack and only went to second grade and lied about her roots, lied about where she came from, said she was an orphan when she wasn't lied about having a child, lied about being married before she met her wealthy husband. And so trying to find the dots to connect them was was almost impossible. But you Um, did it. (laughs) You did it, Nance. Scranton will be the judge of that. Yes, Scranton. (laughs) I've, I've loved playing her because as soon as the show's over, I usually do a talk back and I ask people to raise their hands that knew about her before the play and almost the entire audience will do that and, and they, then 
and do and they? they all run home to Google or yes. like <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think it's fascinating, Nancy, when Susan told us about it, Susan Notariani, who's on the commission with yeah. us, and asked if we would do something, and it was Deb Peterson's idea and suggestion to bring the commission into this for Commission for Women and do a, a, a co-op to bring it to Scranton because, Nancy, just so we have a little back on you, you, you lived in this, this Scranton area for how long? Oh, over a dozen years. Okay. Um, and I haven't been there in five. This is a incredible, not to interrupt you, but this is an incredible homecoming for me. Mm-hmm. And I just can't wait. It's, it's been a long time. I, and I I met my husband there. I, I know. I know. How's he doing? How's Ray he's doing? He's doing well. Good. He's got our little dog on the porch so she won't bark. She's uh. <laughs> me on the phone. <laughs> well, I, I just, I think it is really neat. We want to give a big shout out, too, to Josh um, Mast and Paul Blackledge at, at Posh because they are going to, um, uh. they, in, that is an in-kind, uh, as a sponsor, they're letting Nancy stay at the Colonnade uh. for a few nights for us, which we were delighted to do, uh, or delighted to have them participate, and it, it's worked out nicely, and Sandy Lamana and Joanne Arduino and Donna Barbetti and um, uh, several people who really put this thing together. Catherine Richard Cullen, I'm just naming everybody. Bernie Ross. And Bernie Ross. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else we have? Katie Gilmartin, uh, Allied Gilmartin. Services, Broadway Theater League of, of um, NEPA. As I said, the Colonnade, we, uh, the Cultural Center, who is um, helping with this. And Deb, I, if Deb could jump in here a little bit too. Mm-hmm. It means a lot, Deb, when you were. Con- when you were asked by Susan and Donna Barbetti, um, it, again, your idea and the Shoplin Hall, the perfect location for this. It is a perfect venue. I, I just thought it was a perfect tie-in to get the Women's Commission involved with this. And, and Nancy, I'm so looking forward to meeting you. I've heard so many wonderful things. And I'm so looking forward oh. to the play. But it's also pr- pr- providing and bringing to the community knowledge and yeah. the aspect of, of Jackie <laughs> because many of us did not know about her prior to us investigating you know your play and learning about your play and i just think it's an educational aspect for the community and uh, you know we believe strongly at the cultural center that all aspects of culture and performing arts need to be accessible to the community and this is one way of doing that and so we are so thrilled to partner in this endeavor well that i can't thank you all enough because i feel that this is beyond a play for me i really feel that um it's bigger than me it's about heralding someone who, as she said, came up the hard way and managed to keep going no matter what. Mm-hmm. I did it at the university, uh, sorry, whew, the Florida State University, not the U of F. And uh, the students were just, the instructor told me that weeks after they were still talking about, I haven't done enough. Yeah. That woman got up <laughs> in the morning and put her boots on. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, very impressed they were very impressed by the fact that as a eight-year-old she was working 12-hour shifts in a factory but she worked and pretty soon she was supervising the other children most of them older than her or that she worked 14 to 16 hour days when she was 12 years old and made a dollar 50 a week but she parlayed that into learning how to be a cosmetic uh, i'm sorry a beautician and she not only was the most uh, accomplished pilot, they say, female of the last century, along with Chuck Yeager as the male, but she also was a successful businesswoman and had a cosmetics company and lectured at Harvard with a second-grade education. Unbelievable. 
Wow. It's, it isn't, Lynn. It's cool, isn't it? Yes. It's, I, we, we, when we heard it, and, and again, Nancy, I have to say, speaking, uh, I'm, I'm using Susan's words here, but she and her daughter, Laura, had seen the play. I think it was it in New York. Where did they see yes, it? it was. Okay. I did a performance there, yes. Okay, well, that's where they went to see it. And Susan said it was so, you know, she was so taken by the story and this woman that and we as women don't know, have never heard of her, have what she's accomplished, and to have it be able to be put you know the information in an educational way as deb was saying through the arts is right up out right. all of our women the, all of the women you're talking to are all, all big supporters and and proponents of of the arts so we this is both t touching the educational aspect and the fact that you're doing it through a play it's incredible nance well i really appreciate that because i think it is through disarming people that people can be in the room with her when she was alive, her best friend said she she eats people alive. <laughs> she was, she was well, a big personality, yeah. probably. When Chuck Yeager met her, he was afraid of her. <gasps> yes. <laughs> I love it. not someone that was like, leave it to Beaver's mother. She, they said, you may as well give it to her. Or she'll be a burr in your side. Uh -huh. I love she it. She didn't like women. But she said, we're just different kinds of cats. And yet she opened the door for women. Yes, so dear. it's a complicated, complex um, story that can only probably be to have an audience open their heart through the arts. Because if you sat in a room with her or if you had to um, be under her thumb in some way, you would, you know, a lot of people could not. That, to me, was why I was drawn to it as a playwright, was how do you make this? And I found the way into Jackie. I found the way into her vulnerability, and I found the way into her secret sorrows that no one knew about. Well, it's and going... It in, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was ahead. just going to say it was in flying that she was free. There you go. See, that's a neat way to look at it. And you know what, Nance? Um, I know you've been interviewed by the Scranton Times, so there'll be an article coming out this weekend. So thank you for Wonderful. doing that and to the Scranton Times for helping us. And, of course, Lamar Advertising, who has some oh, yes. uh, billboards up for us. So we're happy about oh. that. And uh, through uh, this program and, um, you know, on the Laurie and Lynn show, we'll get this word out. And hopefully we'll get as many people as we can, Nancy, to come and see it. Again, it's $50, which includes the play itself and the reception immediately following um nance they'll be able to meet you because you'll be skirting around there too with us right yes so, i will i'm looking forward to that so much yeah so it'll be up on the fourth floor it's a beautiful time of the year to be be there because it's up yes, there cozy as heat rises so mm -hmm. it's a good thing yes. and <laughs> and we'll be we'll be there and and we're, we can't wait to learn much more about our dear friend and uh we'll see where it goes from there but we are looking so looking forward to seeing oh. you i'm looking forward to so to seeing you again, Nance, because it's been so long, and I know. Um, I know you've always been when you when you were living here. Uh, I know you're you're a force to be reckoned with in the arts world. So we appreciate you doing this, coming back, sharing your story and your talent with the folks of Northeastern Pennsylvania. Because as they say, if you can play Scranton, you can play anywhere, right, Nance? Uh, that's exactly right. There you Lori. go. And you guys have been wonderful to me and and to 
Jackie, too. So we appreciate it. Well, we, we look so forward much. to it and have a safe trip up. And um, we will see you soon. And again, uh, the phone number at the Scranton Cultural Center is 570-344-1111-344-1111. Call. Come and see it. You'll be, take your, you know, your your uh, friends. Come on out. Uh, have your Galentine's Day a little bit uh, afterwards and have a good time on the 23rd, Saturday evening, the 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. So we thank you, Nancy. Look forward thank to you. you. Break a leg, baby. Thanks, Deb Peterson thank you. Thank and you. Lynn Evans. Week. Thank you. We'll see you soon, every take okay. care, Nance. Hey, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. It's a financial planning firm specifically for the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And with us today, minus my other half here who had to leave, um, we have Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is the I have to keep saying this, the grand fromage, otherwise known as the big cheese, of uh, Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Yeah. As always. Okay, so you have some important things we have to talk about here. Yeah, so I just, so. I wanted to bring forward something fun first and then something serious. I always okay. like to put the sweet before the sour, maybe sour. Okay. Um, so the fun stuff is I just wanted to make an announcement. Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center, um, as many people in the community know, we have... Um, a uh, angel fund and the angel fund is essentially a fund uh, from which we can utilize finances for uh, pet parents and patients when they're having some financial need and so we hold different events every year and this year this is now our third year uh, in conjunction uh, with Cooper's restaurant thank you very much Cooper's um, this year it's going to be Friday April 26th we do uh, uh, an event called cask for a cause uh, just before the event, they will create um, a special, basically like a barrel or a keg of specific beer. So it's like an artisan beer that they'll create for us. And we can never say exactly what it is, but it's generally yummy. Um, <laughs> and so the the sale of that beer goes directly to the proceeds for Angel Fund. But we also have a whole bunch of baskets and, and little sort of side events going on during um, this main event because it's at Cooper's people can bring their kids it's a restaurant you can have a meal um, but there's also in the bar section going to be you know the sale of, of this keg um, the there's no cost to come in so you just come in and join us even if you don't you know participate in any of the raffles or baskets or anything else or buy a beer just come and enjoy it's a great group of people um, you don't have to be present for the winnings so mm -hmm. if you win a basket or something of that nature uh, as an example last year we did a 50 50 raffle and I think the person that won that raffle went home with $500 so it's a nice. indication yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and then um, you know business there's large businesses international businesses national businesses Businesses, local businesses that sponsor if somebody wants to sponsor just contact us individuals can sponsor the the 
details are often shared on Facebook or Instagram, so we'll be getting the word out about what the things are that people have donated. They are incredible. I have to say, each year it just gets bigger and bigger, and this Yay. is our third year, and so it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, so any questions, just contact us or contact Coopers, but it's mm -hmm. just a lovely event, and I'm really happy to announce it. The date again is when? It's April 26th. It's a Friday, and it's going to be held probably around 5 to 8 p.m. Okay. Um, but, you know, if there's any adjustments in time, just come to one of our social media sites or Cooper social media sites or contact either of us directly and, and we'll have more details then. How has this um, developed over the last, this is the third year, This right? is the third so year. Every year I'm hoping the amount of money that was raised for the angel funds getting larger and larger it has definitely increased okay and so what is where is that coming from is it, it coming from the raffles or is it coming from the keg uh everything all and above yeah. and it it started because um we had provided some angel funds for a kitty cat that was in need and it turns out that that kitty cat's mom works at cooper's and ah. one of the people in the family that owned the restaurant knew about the situation and reached out to us and said listen we want to try and give back to the angel fund so how can we you know organize something and it's just that's taken great. off from there it's been wonderful that's great yeah i like that us too yeah um, <laughs> and then i mean for, you know it's obviously for great benefit for the angel fund but beyond that it is just such a great community feel good have fun family kind of event so and we really it's friday love it. night so yeah exactly you'd be Cooper's, out friday yeah you'd be out friday night having a little Friday night uh, party anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's good. And then the serious topic was, uh, I just wanted to kind of mention, there's been a lot of angst and um, some some truthful and not so truthful stories in regard to kind of uh, veterinary sp specific diets, so dog and cat foods. And then as everybody may be aware, there was recently a voluntary recall of food from Hills. Um, in this day and age with social media, things happen so quickly and there's a lot of misinformation out there. So, you know, I, I have no horse in this race. I do not own stock in Hills. I just want to mention, however, this was a voluntary recall. Um, they noted that only in canned food, dog canned food, not the dry, not treats, not cat food of any kind, that they had a slight elevation in calcium um, and so or excuse me vitamin D which can cause an elevation in calcium if an animal should eat this um, there were even reports from CBS News and NBC that a dog had died or dogs had died there is no evidence that any dogs have died or even been affected um, this is voluntary Hills happened to notice that there was something slightly off they quickly made a choice to pull back that food to avoid any problems um, I find that incredibly responsible there's lots of manufacturers out there that are very popular because they spend tons of money in advertisement not R&D not research and development so you may not see Hills advertised as much but I can say to you that they are a very reputable wonderful company as are so many others you know we are um, proponents for Purina we are we use a lot of Royal Canin there's tons of different types of diets and this is just three that I've mentioned there's yeah. you know um, in the end, whatever makes you happy and whatever makes your cat or dog happy, that's the most important thing. I long years ago stopped arguing with people about diets because <laughs> everybody has an opinion as long as people are happy. But I just wanted to put that out there because even some of the large media conglomerates started saying yeah. there's animals dying yeah. and there's actually no evidence of that whatsoever. Just because somebody claims that their dog had a problem um, doesn't mean that it was actually related to the diet. So. Let me ask you about that, about the diets, because I, I know 
you know, there are people out there. Well, I, I keep thinking about this one in particular. There's advertisement on television. It's a commercial. It's about the bulldog. And the, the guy says, I forget what the, uh, the dog's name is. Let's just call it Frenchie. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Frenchie was overweight, um, very lethargic, wasn't doing much of anything. And then the owner goes to the store and buys one of those fresh pet food things, mm -hmm. which is refrigerated. And mm -hmm. I've seen them at the end of the aisles when you're going in the cat food and dog food and pet food aisles. And I've often wondered why. I mean, what? why do we need to have this? But then I, I remember that there are many people who feel as much as they want to have their human children grow up a certain way with a certain diet, people feel the same way about their pets. So really, what is there in a, in a fresh pet food? Not that I'm meaning to use them as a an ex example of a brand, but more like generically. It's something you cook yourself or you have it, you know, only vegetables, no grains, no this, no that. What is the value of that to an animal versus something like, um, you know, you've recommended to me that for the indoor cats, there's a, I, th I think it's Purina One, something mm -hmm. like that. Yes. And it has all kinds of nutritional value in it. Right. So why is the fresh food thing any more, any better or not than something that's got all those vitamins and everything else in them that's been analyzed out the wazoo? <laughs> You know, I mean, what's, is there a difference? Well, let me, let me answer this not so just, and it should hopefully answer that question as well as everything else. We want to do best for our children. We want to provide them everything we possibly can. That does not exclude our four-legged babies. Right. Um, anywhere on an animal label, you should find something that's called AFCO, A-A-F-C-O. Sometimes you have to look for it, but it's there somewhere. If the food within that container, bag, box, whatever is completely nutrient uh, appropriate for an animal. Mm -hmm. um, there is so much misinformation, and unfortunately some veterinarians, um, you know, don't help the situation. Um, the bottom line is, that's why I say, anything that makes you happy, anything you don't mind the expense for. The end all is there is so much stuff about grain-free. We are actually, just like there's misinformation, and I apologize to those people who do not believe in vaccines for their children, their human children, but there's so much misinformation about if you vaccinate, you're going to cause autism. There's no proof in that. And now what do we deal with? We're dealing with communities that are having measles outbreaks, which is something that's not been around in decades. Yeah. In animals, we are actually seeing a tremendous new caseload of dogs with dilated cardiomyopathy because people are feeding these dog foods that are not nutritionally balanced. So there are certain minerals and vitamins that you have to have. For example, a lack of taurine will cause dilated cardiomyopathy. If you knew the number of texts I'm receiving weekly showing me radiographs of dogs and somebody saying, look, here's another dog that didn't get fed the appropriate diet. So this isn't, you know, it's not something to be taken lightly. This isn't just kind of like I'm doing better because I'm a better parent. You know, they're the grain-free, natural. There's a lot of, if you do the research, when you say something like natural, that just means that those products have something that went into the food that were unadulterated. Mm -hmm. When somebody says, you know, this is grain-free, you might actually find that when you read the label, there are 
components that came from grains that are in, you have to have grains in that extruded dog food. You have to. The yeah. AVMA um, states they do not recommend nor do they recognize raw dog foods as appropriate, <clears throat> nor does pretty much 99.9% of any veterinarian. Um, when we have dogs that come in that have been on a raw diet, if they're having diarrhea, bloody diarrhea, we actually have to use a salmonella protocol and put them into isolation. Wow. Um, and raw dog foods are not nutritionally balanced. Now, fresh pet is one where they take raw components, they add some minerals and vitamins. It is an AFCO diet. It's probably one of the only ones that are out there. Um, but the raw components that could be salmonella components, we don't recommend any of those diets. Yeah. You know, and okay. it's the other thing to mention just quickly and lastly, it's difficult. Uh, if you understood the number of, I just had a client in my exam room yesterday that said, well, I talked to my groomer and he told me I should oh. feed my dog, <laughs> you know? And so it, it just, she feels comfortable with that person's recommendation. That's why she made the choice. Her dog looks gorgeous. He's Excuse me, he's shiny, he's happy. And my answer is, that's great. You're happy, yeah. he's happy. I'm not going to argue with you about it. Yeah. Um, if somebody comes in and says, my, my groomer or my best friend or my neighbor recommended a raw diet, I'll sort of make a comment to them. But ultimately, I'm not going to fight them on it because otherwise, you know, it's just too much of a challenge. Yeah. But there are some guidelines. <clears throat> well, I also think that the idea of the raw diet really is difficult to manage from the perspective of um, a pet owner. Because you have to physically be there every time you're going to feed those animals and cook the food or do whatever. Well, they're not doing. cooking it. They're feeding it raw. Yeah, That's even, the issue. Yeah. Even that. I mean, mm -hmm. just a lot of work. Right. But, you know, it's so much easier to be able to open a can or open a bag and sure. throw something out there. And then the question people would ask then is, well, if, if it's easy, does that mean that it's not necessarily good? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. You know, I, as you know, I mean, I've had cats um, that have lived 19 years or more, mm -hmm. and I've always fed them the traditional food in the bag, and they're, they're fine, mm -hmm. you know, but I don't understand why there's all this urge to have to go the, the whole organic and da-da-da-da-da. Well, do you think that, you know, it says natural, natural's got to be good. It's yeah. not adulterated, So, but what people don't realize is they actually have a very specific definition of what natural is mm -hmm. and what you think it is and what it actually is maybe two different things last comment is when i was a student i worked with an internal medicine doctor and i'll never forget standing in an exam room with her and i don't remember what the person was feeding her dog but the dog was very sick because of this diet and as the internal medicine doctor was trying to explain to her this diet has got to change the woman said why it's natural and in sheer frustration, I remember watching this internist's face, and she looked at the woman and she said, poop is natural. I don't feed it to my dog. <laughs> and that was a it's very great. harsh way of saying it, but I remember, I'll never forget that day Obviously. because I learned the lesson yes. and I thought, oh my God, you're right, it is natural. But That's you're right, right, we don't feed it to our dogs. That's right. So, you know, okay. questions, people can just call and ask. They can contact um, manufacturers directly. Do your research. Caution with Dr. Google. Pull in the data, just don't pull in all the rubbish behind it. Yeah. But there's a lot of information out there. And the ultimate thing is, as long as you're happy, you don't mind the expense, and your animal's doing well and they're happy, there you go. Okay. So how can people get in touch with you if they have questions? Yes. Yeah, so VREC, our phone number is 570-587-7777. Uh, we have a Facebook page, VRECPA.com, or that's actually our website page, but that's also the Facebook and Instagram 
uh, tag as well. Okay. And you've been listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show with Dr. Nicole DeNova, who's our guest expert for this week. And everybody, have a good weekend. And if Laurie were here, she would say, don't forget to be, be nice to everybody else. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.